The following movie has been rated R by the Motion Picture Association of America. It is intended for mature audiences. Welcome to Off Script with Jason and Joel. And now, here are your hosts. Two guys who actually found the Fountain of Youth, but then accidentally used the Neuralizer on themselves. Jason and Joel. Welcome, one and all, to Off Script with... Jason and oh. the monkey. <laughs> oh, wait. wait, you're the monkey. Jason is the monkey. Yes. Damn it. That's why when I ever tell people to touch my monkey, you know what? I'm trying to hook you up. <laughs> so welcome to Off Script. As he said, he's Jason. I'm Joel. And we are your hosts. How you ended up here. I have no idea. That's really your problem. Tonight, Jason. This is going to be the one, <laughs> this is going to be the one about bloated billionaires who are <laughs> massive hypocrites. Is that what we're calling the title of this one? <laughs> um, no. No. Okay. Uh, okay. Wait, I got another one. <clears throat> All right. Filmmakers who like to put themselves out there as if they've always been risky on the edge but in fact are the epitome of mainstream i don't want to say blandness because i actually like some of their movies um <laughs> mainstream um and they they are anything but on the cutting edge and yet can we call it hollywood fat cats that are probably effing right even though we hate it i don't think they're I actually I be, I'm, I'm rethinking my position on that really yeah that's yeah so I said I was holding right. it. Well, here's the deal. We're going to go into a, a main topic. This one will be uh, controversial, I'm sure. And then we'll go into, what would you say, Jay? A little uh, trailer trash action? Oh, yeah. We, uh, we've got some good trailers to talk about today. But uh, you and I brought up a good topic the other day. Um, well, you that, brought it up, technically. Okay. I brought it up. I just uh, encouraged you. We we, uh, we talked about it at length and thought it was actually a pretty good thing to bring up and something that's a, an interesting uh, uh, movie-related discussion to have. Yep. We're, we're talking about the, um, I guess, the, the presentation or uh, comments that Steven Spielberg and George Lucas made recently uh, regarding the future of Hollywood. So the future of entertainment, I think is what they actually called it. Um, can can so, I say one thing after watching the, the full interview, it was more about the future of distribution. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Um, that's, that's definitely a good way to, it didn't sound like anything they said had anything to do with the output being better or no. worse. No, it, 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 I think, you know, in a, if you want to watch it, it's definitely worth looking up. You can go to, uh, I'll put the link in the show notes. You can check out the show notes, but you can look it up. George Lucas. Um, yeah, if you go, if you, if you do that, uh, well, I'm, yeah. no, no, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know what that is, but if you do like ask Jeeves or dog pile it, uh, gopher, if you gopher, yes. Um, Steven Spielberg, George yes. Lucas, future of entertainment. Yep. Um, so the gist of it and what most of the media latched onto was one line of their discussion, which said that movies could cost you $50, a hundred dollars or $150 to go to a movie. Yeah. Kind of like uh, it does now. We right, figure in popcorn which, and candy. <laughs> so they just were talking about next year. Um, that's pretty much it. No. So, I mean, their idea or what they presented was that in the future, 
uh, and I'm, I'm not defending or agreeing. I'm just kind of presenting their case. So step in. We know you're taking I, the side of the billionaires, jackass. Yes, the bearded billionaire, uh, to be precise. Um, so, no, their idea was he, uh, uh, Spielberg and Lucas said they predicted a collapse of some of the movie studios because some of the big blockbusters would cost so much money yeah. that when they failed uh, between – they cost so much money between the making of the film and the marketing of the film that when they failed, it would actually cause the collapse of some of the movie studios. We would be left with only a scant few. Uh, he said there would be only a few movie studios. They would be bigger – um, and I think he said, like, uh, theaters mm-hmm. would be bigger, cooler, uh, uh, bigger things to him. And that movies would be much, much more expensive. But he also pointed out that he felt like there would be, or Spielberg pointed this out, felt like it would be, if you went to see Lincoln, you'd pay $7. But if you went to see a uh, a blockbuster like the next Iron Man, I think is actually what he said, uh, you'd pay 50 or or $100, right? Interesting. So that was their that was their concept, and then uh, so that was that was what they were they were basing it on, and they felt like and Lucas pointed out that a lot of other entertainment uh, would be presented on what he called TV, and he clarified that to say in the home because he thinks that that um, it's going to be more um, inter- internet entertainment. How forward thinking of him? Gee, yes, uh, it's like he has a crystal ball or something. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> Uh, and then he, you know, he talked about that. Why would I, you know, I spent a million dollars on a film, but I'm never going to put it out because why would I spend $15 million on marketing for that film mm-hmm. if I knew it would never make it back and, and so on. So I'm just trying to paraphrase what the video said. If you want, well, you, go did, out and watch you did the, an excellent job. I uh, I'm not that. commentating. I'm not adding to. Yeah. Cause God forbid you have an opinion. Well, I will have that in a minute. I just wanted to make sure for our listeners. May I just say that the article you sent me, because I had actually found, I believe it's TechCrunch or some other tech. Yeah, there's a bunch of articles interpreting what they said. Yes, of course. The geek world world is a flutter. They have spoken. But definitely watch the video. Get their first-hand comments. uh, Just so you can can hear how dumb they are live (laughs) and in person. Uh, not them personally. I meant like the comments, uh, because I, I actually do concur the the one you sent me, I believe it was from, was it rope of silicon.com? Yes. Yeah. And I, I do want to take a couple of quick points. Journalism's dead. Now I, I know that this has been said for a long time by lots of different folks, but true journalism, just basic research, getting your facts straight. And I know you can have mistakes. Okay. I, but I don't think it's, Wait, let me. I have a reason why. I have a reason why. Finish your finish your thought. Well, well thank thanks, Jay. May I? <laughs> so, this time, okay. I would like to say, <clears throat> and I'm quoting from the article, referring to Spielberg. He talks of rising ticket prices and how films such as Man of Steel will soon cost audiences upwards of twenty five dollars. Then in parentheses, they already cost upwards of twenty one fifty in New York. Though Lucas suspects the opposite for films such as his very own Lincoln. This is a quote. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. This is a quote. I think eventually the Lincolns will go away and they're going to be on television, Lucas said, as mine almost was. Spielberg added, this close. Ask HBO. Like, what? Okay, first off, Lincoln wasn't his. It was was Spielberg's. Spielberg's, yeah. Yeah. The thing that threw me real quick at the, the second paragraph in... I, I totally thought at first this was serious. I was like, I, I can't take this. 
And then I realized this guy's just being snarky. Said, <laughs> speaking alongside George Lucas at the USC School of Cinematic Arts, the duo that most recently collaborated to bring us the modern-day classic Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull <laughs> spoke to an audience of film students about the current state of cinema. And I do want to add, I found it very interesting that when Lucas threw out there that he was making his own personal films that <laughs> no one will probably want to see anyway. Did you hear the chuckles in the audience? Yes. <laughs> and he tried not to react to it. Now, here's the thing about Lucas. He's been saying since his ass got out of film school that this that was his dream. He was going to make these avant-garde, going back to his THX 1138, I don't, you know, screw the man kind of thing, even though he is the man. <laughs> and he's always, I, I remember an article in Starlog, like right after Star Wars came out, about how he was just wants to get to a place where he can, you know, he might do a Star Wars movie and then the next year he'll release a little weird avant-garde art film. He's not mm -hmm. going to do that. He's not going to do it. Hundred bucks yeah. on the table, dude. When the best thing he could come up with after Star Wars is, uh, and, and right before he sells the damn thing is Red Tails, which, and I would say from what I've seen of it and what this guy points out, which is it was essentially taking the Tuskegee Airmen story and turning it into a glorified biplane version of Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> yes. So. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you agree with them. That's what you're saying. Right? No, I'm not actually. And I also find it interesting <laughs> that Spielberg specifically, but both of them are talking about all the types of movies that are contributing to the problem. And the studios are only back. Um, last time I checked Spielberg's produced like 80% of them. <laughs> They're almost all. I, I, don't, so, I mean, what is the, the goal to like destroy your own cash cow? Well, I don't get it. What he's saying is we are, they, <laughs> So, yeah. Um. <laughs> Am I the only one who thinks that sounds idiotic? I mean, let's play devil's advocate for two seconds. Your name is Steven Spielberg, okay? You're a multi-gajillionaire. You've made some of the biggest blockbustery, successful films of all time, some of which are actually great. And you're complaining about the state of the cinema where it's going to end, or movies and distribution where it's going to end, I shouldn't say cinema, <laughs> where it's going to end up. And... Yet you are almost single-handedly responsible for some of the very <laughs> movies you're. I don't understand. I just don't understand. Right. No, I agree. And I, and, and I'm going to say, here's my opinion. Time now. So it'd be like more. Ray Koch going on this whole big rant about how the state of with fast food joints being what they are. <laughs> right. It's really affecting people's health now. Or that franchising yeah, is Yeah, uh, it's, it's a bad business. It's, it's, gonna, it's really going to strangle the mom and pop burger joint and the diner. What, what, yeah. Ray, hey, <laughs> genius. <laughs> no, I, I think that they made a couple of actually uh, – I agreed with a couple of things they said. So Lucas did say a few things that I agreed with, and I know this is very that painful. Episode, episode two was good. I think he actually no. he injected. You didn't hear that under his breath, dude. Halfway through, he's like, um, "And then the 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 state of distribution." Episode two was great. Uh, was uh, yeah, I think it was like a subliminal <laughs> thing he was trying to do. It was just a flash screen. Yeah, it, was, it would just flash on the screen. <laughs> it was like it was they live, Jar Jar. like they live. They would just <laughs> yeah, Jar Jar would oh, it would superimpose Jar Jar's face over Spielberg, <laughs> like the alien, and they live. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no. A couple things I did agree with him, and and I I can see where because 
a lot of big films now are co- are costing so much money not only to uh, produce but to market and get out there. How they would think, oh my god, this is going to cause problems. But I mean, there already are uh, a scant few theater or not theaters, uh, production companies out there. I mean, there are only a handful of major production companies anyway. And you look at something like uh, a Disney. They took a bath on John Carter of Mars. I mean, that was a huge loss, the amount of money they spent producing it, the amount of money they spent marketing it, and it was it tanked. They lost a ton. If that's what they, they look if that's what it looks like when they take a bath, I'd hate to see what it looks like <laughs> when they get dirty. Or when they take a dump. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, think about it. They that didn't kill them. That didn't sink them. No. They're not losing money. Their no. stock price is rising. They're they're you know, they made up for it tenfold with and, well, and here's the key. I would be really curious to know. I'm I'm not saying it made its money back by any stretch, but to know what the foreign and home sales of John Carter yeah. are versus obviously the domestic. Because the problem is we're really what it comes down to, the whole debate is contingent on this very nationalistic way of looking at box office and the value of a movie is or isn't to a studio. Well, here's the problem. Most of the money isn't made domestically. That is a, that's something we like to, as Americans like to tell ourselves to make us feel really good. Oh, that number one movie of all time. Well, but do we include all ancillary stuff in that? Cause if that's the case in like cars is like the number one movie of all time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because if you, if you incorporate uh, the amount of merchandise, I mean, even, even that. Okay. So something, I don't think it's going to cause big budget movie crashes are going to cause uh, uh, these studios to just no. collapse and, and, and bring it down to, a uh, you know, a factor where, oh, we only have a handful of movies that come out a year. I don't agree with that either. I, I was agreeing yeah. with you about not, not agreeing. <laughs> so, but I mean, something else he said made me feel like he's really out of touch because I can what? at least see. <laughs> I can at least, I know it's hard to believe. Wait, are you telling me, wait, 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 well, I have to bet, just one second. Are you telling me <laughs> the men who brought us Jar Jar Binks <laughs> and pointed out for two hours plus of runtime just how old our childhood hero really is <laughs> as he chased around aliens, spoiler alert, are you telling me those guys are out of touch? Come the hell on. <laughs> I'm saying the guy who is uh, right now executive producing Indiana Jones 5 huh? uh, is out of touch. Because is, is, that, is that listed in IMDb or something? Because I'm going to throw up. It is announced. Are you serious? Yep. What? Sorry. Oh, Christ. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the legend of the gold-plated Depends <laughs> and Harrison Ford's the only listed cast oh for love of God <laughs> I'm sorry <clears throat> I'm sorry so yes I'm saying you know the crack uh, you hear it won't be the whip it'll be his back <laughs> every time he gets up out of his his, his bark lounger he'll be like oh my gosh <laughs> So in this one, if Shia LaBeouf is, if we're so lucky to have him return, do you think, what do you think he'll be interacting with this time around via CGI? 
because we already had the swinging through the trees with the monkeys thing. <laughs> what would be equally or more absurd? Uh, hmm. Let me just, hold on. Let's see, let's think this one through. Should it involve <laughs> bears? Let's have a let's have a poll. Should it involve bears? Oh, oh, oh antelope. Oh. What? Jurassic Park and Indiana Jones come together. Geriatric Park. <laughs> no. Uh, I think it works. I think, I think it, it works. Uh huh. Why the hell not? Why not? Just have a. That's it. Indiana Jones and the legend of the dino plated dung i don't know <laughs> no. so um <clears throat> my greater point that i was getting to was um i think he's out of touch primarily because a couple of things he said one uh he says every american's gonna have a giant tv in their house oh yeah which, well because you know we're all we're all multi-billionaires like him yeah. well we all live on a ranch sure Skywalk ranch. yeah, yeah. uh-huh um but the bigger thing was he talked about the difference between home entertainment. So, you know, he makes a point at several times clarifying when he says TV, he doesn't mean network or cable. I mean, he did say he thinks that cable productions are on par one to one with movies. And I, I, actually I, agree I agree with that. with that because I think that there's a lot of especially even the TV series that are out on some cable TV are on par, especially you and I've talked a, a lot about Walking Dead, not taking into account the story that's happened recently, but just season one alone, yeah. if that was a film, that would uh -huh. be fantastic. Yep. So I agree with that. But then he talks about how in that home market, you can't make any money at it because he talked about, I made a home movie for a million dollars. Why am I going to spend 15 million to, to oh, I don't know because it? you just sold your friggin' company for 5 billion or 4 billion or whatever the hell it was to Disney. <laughs> and because $15 million, Oh, I don't know to you as a drug. I, I love, wait, hold on. I got, I got to dress this dude. Wait, 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 the, wait, okay. Wait, I'm sorry. Oh my God. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Just remind me of flannel and, flannel. and the desire to seem like a, a, just a regular Joe and how much that annoys the crap out of me. Go ahead. Continue. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we talked about spending a million dollars to make a home production and why would I want to spend $15 million to put it out? And then he said, why would I put it on the internet? Because that's to, one of your kids' allowance money. I don't know. Yeah. And then why would I put it on, first of all, what kind of a... <clears throat> okay. First of all, spending a million dollars to make your own movie of your own money? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's why you release it. I only yeah. have a million dollars to spend on my own movie that I know I'm not going to make any money on, which basically means I spend a million dollars on my hobby. <laughs> If you listen to it, it sounds like he's made a ton of them because he's like, oh yeah, you know, these movies. I've got a bunch of movies I haven't I'm, released. I'm, because, I'm so I'm 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 actually uh, I've made about uh, two dozen uh, movies, uh, but, productions, <laughs> and uh, each one cost about uh, one to uh, twenty eight million dollars a piece. And uh, if we extrapolate out uh, distribution and marketing costs, um, it's it's. Uh, I just I can't I can't afford the additional fifteen million million dollars. Uh, Nobody will watch them anyway because you know they, would, they don't even have to be entertaining. I mean, uh, then how would I buy? Uh, how would I buy this week's Maserati? Because then uh, uh, you know have a, no. And it, it, seriously, this is not a George Lucas hating. I'm just <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, totally. He's turned into that. Though. It has. It has. No, I don't mean it to be that. And I seriously, I he pointed out in, in the comment he made. He said about why would I release it in the home market or onto the internet market? Cause I can't make any money that way. Except for all the, they, except for all the movies that go straight to video and make lots of money. 
Well, that's where I point out that I think he's he's not in touch with the future of what's going on. I agree that the market is moving, entertainment market is moving more towards home stuff. But I think that there are a lot of avenues where independent filmmakers, uh, low-budget filmmakers, all of these – I mean, look at – what was the one that just on um, uh, uh, the fundraising website? Kickstarter? Kickstarter. The one that – the movie that just got – You're talking about the Lance uh, Henriksen one? No, no, no. Well, that's one of them. Oh, you're talking about the Veronica Mars? Yeah, like the Veronica Mars movie. Yeah. Tell me they're not going to make money. Of course they are. And but they're also the not Lance but, Henderson one. But, but but they're not they're also not spending, you know, 200 million. See, the real problem is I think the real flaw in their and I'm using the uh, air quote time logic <laughs> is and I and I believe Soderbergh actually because you know Soderbergh is supposedly retiring, which I don't even know what that means. I mean, the guy he's not going to retire. Be, it's it's like a it's like a bad quarterback situation with Brett Favre. Oh, yeah, right. retire, retire and he comes back, you know. A year later, and oh, I decided to come back. Because you announced you're retiring yeah. so that you can get publicity. <laughs> no, no. They would never do that. But he did a speech on the state of cinema, and uh, my buddy Jason Piles uh, sent me the link, and I've read a synopsis and have yet to listen to it. But I'm going to. I swear, Jason. <laughs> and But the gist of it was, he gets into the whole issue of cinema and the art and why studios spend X amount of dollars on uh, why they're willing? Why they view a hundred million dollars less of a, a risk than, say, a ten million dollar picture based on uh, the amount of money they have to spend on marketing and how much it has to return in order to make its money back. All this yeah, stuff, right, okay? Right. And, and I'm sure there's a lot of truth to that, okay? But right. there's a few inherent flaws in what they're saying, which is an entire precedent-setting history of movies like. And I'm not saying they're good or bad. You could draw your conclusions uh, like the Blair Witch Project or yeah. like Reservoir Dogs or mm-hmm. like even Pulp Fiction, which I understand, you know, he'd already done it, but he wasn't a huge name. Tarantino wasn't a huge name. It became a very big hit. Uh, I mean, you, the list, obviously, I'm just pulling this completely out of my ass, but the list goes on and on of paranormal activity where that costs like $22 to make. You know, I mean, the list goes on and on and on just recently of movies. Uh, the Purge cost like five million bucks to make. And it made, I think it was pushing, it's got to be pushing a hundred million now, right? 60, mm-hmm. 70 at least. In other words, it's made its money back. Now, if, if I was taking Lucas's argument of, okay, I made a million dollar movie and I got to spend 15 million on marketing. I would, I would contend bullshit because there are plenty of avenues if you have a, I don't know, the ability to think outside of the billionaire's box that you don't have to spend a dime and you could market your stuff very well, effectively, guerrilla marketing style, if you wanted where, to. Plus, okay, his so name is George I, Lucas. Sorry. That's where I think, okay, that's where I think his, his, uh, their lodge was limited because they may be correct. They may be absolutely correct that the typical contemporary movie marketing may be dying. Boo-hoo! That the, the old way... Oh, does that mean we're done with these godforsaken Photoshop posters? <laughs> of, <laughs> I remember when E.T., you know, when he talked about E.T. being uh-huh. in a movie yep. uh, studio for, yep. for a year and four yep. months, or yep. Indiana Jones being for a year. Yes, that's over, but that it doesn't literally- mean that the... Go ahead. That that doesn't mean that the that the theater industry is dying. Well, okay, but wait, wait, it's hold, be this apocalypse. Talk about contradicting ourselves. It, it's over, and that was the olden days. Yet we said movie tickets prices are going to be one hundred, one hundred fifty dollars a piece, and the movies would be in the theater for over a year, like a Broadway play. 
Huh. That sounds like you just said we're going to go back to 1982. Minus the ticket price price issue. But I would argue there's one factor they didn't really bring into this, which is, oh, I don't know, the uh, exhibitors themselves, the movie theater chains, who are going to have some kind of say in the fact that they're not going to be able to sustain those kind of ticket prices. And there's no infrastructure because Lucas will argue, well, there'll be a lot fewer theaters and they'll have all these nice amenities. Yeah, that's great, George, except for the fact that that infrastructure doesn't exist yet. Right. So it's sort of like, you well, know what, it's, you these, guys, wait, wait, these guys predicted digital projection 10, 15 years ago. We're just now getting to the place where all the theaters are officially going to. I remember the 90s. We owe all the theaters in another year and a half. We're going to be bye-bye 35. Wait, wasn't it Lucas? Uh, now I could be projecting again here, but didn't Lucas predict that, that, that theaters would go to this whole interactive uh, you know, the seats vibrating well, and well, things moving and all yeah, that. No, well, we have seats vibrating, the D-Box, which are for D-Bags, because I'll tell you right now, I sat in one for about six minutes and I had to get up because it was the most annoying crap in the world. I told you about this, right? Cabin yes. in the woods. It literally felt like somebody, just like a little kid, was tapping the back of my chair with his foot. It was supposed to be no, a heartbeat. I mean, I'm like, what the hell? I specifically remember in the 90s, yeah. uh, some big name predicting that that's where all the movies were going to go, that that was going to be that theaters were going to be interactive and they were going to have not interactive. But, but you know what it was? You saw an interview with George Lucas and he was like, um, well, what you what you I actually predicted this in my uh, my little 1977 uh, motion picture, um, a, new, a New Hope uh, uh, as, as R2D to project it out. Princess Leia, that'll be the that'll be the movie theater of the future. I don't know what the hell. That's that's my George Lucas impression. I'm trying to like scrunch my face down so I have like the chunk. You're trying. Oh. You're trying. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bitch cast. So <laughs> I just it annoys me because look, here's the problem. I like worship the ground these guys walked on for most of my young adult life. Okay, worship. Uh, you know, well, we'll I'll, I'll speak this right now. You know what it is? I'm uh, like I'm like a guy who was like part of a cult and then left the cult, <laughs> and I was really pissed off about no, the cult. You're an ex smoker. <laughs> Oh yeah, even worse. I'm like one of those people. You're an ex-smoker. You're, you, there's no, you know, smokes are the bad one. They're bad for you. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I think the problem. I like that they're discussing the future of, of entertainment because mm. I think it's a, a a cool prospect to to lay out there, and I really do like um, the idea that they do think that it's going more towards home entertainment. And I think that there's some fantastic stuff that it's comes. It's already from that. at home entertainment, though. I mean, we but it doing- is right. But that's that's what makes it kind of funny is media the the only thing the media latched onto was that they said that ticket prices would be fifty dollars. What they didn't say is that. While there may be a couple of blockbusters that might end up being in the theaters for super goddamn expensive, which is going to happen because they're slowly going up anyway. As long as the market will bear it, <laughs> because yeah, it's very possible will. people will be like, I don't know about that. Because yeah, we, the, but, but, when you made the point when we had this initial conversation, though, you said that the idea would people be willing to yeah, take a to chance? Pay that. It's a very going to be a very small percentage. And now we get to the issue of okay, if movies movies always were the entertainment of the proletariat. Okay, they were the yes. whereas everybody else who had money could go Get to the, the opera and Broadway. Yeah, you go to the movies because yep. you can afford it. Well, are the same kind of people that would go to the opera and Broadway going to be willing to go see Man of Steel for fifty or hundred bucks? I don't freaking think so. No, because you talk about your typical movie geek. Uh, you know, there may be one. Or two franchise movies, and that's only because they exist now as franchises. If that system comes in place, franchises won't happen, and that kind of thing. Because nobody will take a. In fact, movies won't happen because nobody. Everybody's so terrified to take a risk. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> that was my point. We're talking movies. about it. That's my point. Is if 
would a, would a, if you talk about a movie theater thinking that a hundred million dollars is, is more of a risk in a t- or a one million is more of a risk. Wait, ten million uh-huh. is less of a risk than a hundred million because you have to make that money back, and if you don't spend it on marketing, that right? No, a hundred million is less of a risk. Yeah, well, they were arguing based on when you get into the marketing multi and the because multipliers and all that crap. Basically, a bunch of fancy math stuff right. that I, I didn't but learn in the American about- public public school system. <laughs> no, but but if you think about it now, if they're afraid of spending that kind of cash on a big budget movie, yeah, what kind of fear or risk aversion would there be if they thought if the first weekend a handful or let's say the first night a handful of people or even a bunch of people go out and pay that fifth and then they don't like it, nobody else is going to yeah. go because you're not paying dollars unless you know the product you're getting. And yep. if you know that product is not good or you get an inkling that it's not good, yep. you're not paying that much. Nope. And, and because um, the the thing is, if, I, if I order a movie on demand, let's say, uh, at home, because, you, know, yeah. you know, they are predicting this whole home theater idea because it's very revolutionary for them to predict something that's been around for God knows how long. Uh, uh, in the future, in, we're going to in, get in, 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 our, uh, in our living rooms. It's, and it's, we're going to... It's yeah, very possible. Wait, Jason, um, I have to add, I have to, add I, to your point. Movie, not only movies... I believe they'll come on some type of cartridge, some type of uh, d- d- device, the, this implementation device that you can push a button and the top will pop up and you can slide this cartridge in like, I don't know, like Indiana Jones preparing to trade out the idol at the beginning of Raiders with a bag of sand. And you'll push this cartridge in, uh. you'll push it down several times because more than likely the mechanism won't catch and then you'll push play <laughs> and you'll Poppycock. sit you'll you'll sit back no, on your no, what no. what poppycock it will be i, I like disc. to eat i like to eat poppycock disc. what it is a shiny disc uh, uh that lasers will will uh shoot to oh you're, uh, that's that's science fiction hogwash let me tell you buddy you'll you'll scoot back after pushing in this cartridge and you'll you'll scoot back on your on your grandma's green shag carpet and you'll 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 be very close within within inches to maybe a foot foot and a half from this large wood paneled console like television you see that sits on the floor <laughs> and 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 what you'll do is you'll there'll be this this button that you can move and it'll make like a clicky sound when you turn it and then you'll 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 sit back and you'll oh oh wait uh, occasionally the image might be crappy like it might be lots of static so you have to adjust something on that I don't know we could call it some kind of adjustment tracking thing and then you can sit back and watch the movie and when you're all done kids you can wait while the movie rewinds. <laughs> <laughs> Am I a visionary or what? Or what? I'd I'd say or what. So <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so on that note. Um, yeah. Our point is that it's it, it is our an point is we're a bunch of bitches, is what our point is. We are. We are whiny, whiny bitches. <laughs> My God. We had to Jealous, get that out. Uh green eyed bitches. Okay, you know uh, what was sad? We didn't have the rant was nothing like this when we talked about it before. We were very reasoned. We were very like calm. It was almost like it was some kind of academic discussion it was we're like hmm, that's an interesting, hmm, interesting thought yeah, and, interesting uh, point you make you know, there jay very calm yes this hmm. we should we should definitely bring this up on the podcast I, I, you know i don't completely disagree with with monsieur <laughs> spielberg and monsieur lucas 
I, I believe they're onto something. And then I watched the video. I'm like, huh. f this shit. <laughs> <laughs> then we went fanboy, and it was uh, just all done. Uh, it's always a bad idea. So, all right. So enough of that crap. Yeah. <sighs> Can we talk some trailers? Um, you want to talk trailers? Trailer trash. <laughs> And we're here. We are trying. <laughs> that was. Did we lose some of our trailer trash? No, song? remember I was saving the last part for the end. Oh right. Got yeah, it. I was trying to use the fade button on my sound card. I think it's gonna be better if I just add a fade in, or maybe okay. maybe just make the audio go a little longer. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, it's a work in progress, folks. What the hell do you want? <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> we are developing. As Kevin Bat- as, as Kevin Betchoder likes to say, you know, he wants his money back. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you can write that to um, five five five. Uh, we give a shit Boulevard, and uh, we'll send you a check. Sure, mm-hmm. right there. So, um, so trailers. Yes, trailers. Trailers. So we've talked some big movies lately. Uh, I'd like to talk a couple of lower budget, okay. lesser known, um, but uh, uh, mm. ones I'm interested in. Types of trailers. Okay. Can we do that? Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about a relatively small movie. We're talking about a two and a half million dollar budget. Speaking of, but which means, hold on, if I calculate it based on Lucas's numbers, will cost about forty five or forty million dollars to market. Uh, yeah, it would be fifteen to forty five million to to market it. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Um. Okay. Uh, so but this is it, the Lone it, Ranger. You want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I'm going to pass on that this week. Um, but I am interested. We'll have to wait and see how that does opening weekend uh, next weekend, and uh, we'll have to talk about that. So, no, I'm talking about Hell Baby. Um, and I'm talking about Hell Baby because it is written and directed by two of my favorite Hollywood people. And I say Hollywood in the generic sense of entertainment, not in that they live in Hollywood or are. I, I think uh, they do actually. Uh, well, if they are, that's fine. Um, no, I'm talking about um, uh, two of my favorite writers, Tom Lennon mm-hmm. and uh, Robert Ben Garen. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know those they names, wrote for Lost. Uh, they uh, they didn't. Uh, they didn't <laughs> not uh, unless it was the Lost Comedy Hour. Um, oh no, they they I know what they're known for: Night at the Museum one and two and three announced oh god no none of the museum was hilarious it's a kid's movie but it was funny no they are um they are primarily writers and they are very funny guys but you may know them from reno 911 uh uh, tom i I know him from the state dude i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) so uh reno 911 is freaking hilarious i love i love reno 911 um but they actually write a lot of stuff and we you and i have talked about that uh, uh, we think that writers are kind of the unsung heroes of what makes films good or bad. Um, I guess it would be unsung heroes or villains, but these guys are No, really they're always f- the heroes because if the movie turns like crap, I, if I was the writer, I would just go to the, hey, my script is great. I, what that? <laughs> I don't know what the hell that was. They rewrote uh, it 18 times. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, uh, but these guys are great writers. They're very funny. Reno nine one one. Tom Lennon plays Lieutenant Dangle uh, with, with, with his short shorts. Yeah, with his shorty shorts and his uh, his 
officer glasses and uh <laughs> so awesome. uh, <laughs> it really is which one does uh and robert ben garrett plays uh, uh junior junior uh, Travis that's junior. right that's right uh, yep kind of the rednecky one uh in there but those two are actually they they make a fantastic team they're very very funny and they writing they wrote directed a new movie uh that's coming out this year called hell baby god almighty does that look funny it, and it stars rob cordry uh, and Leslie Bibb, and they play this kind of clueless couple that moves into a possessed house. And uh, Tom and Ro- and Robert uh, actually play two priests coming from the Vatican to investigate this. Uh, I love the montage scene where they got smokes hanging out of their mouth, and they're like they punching constantly this- have cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but it's basically that. Uh, um, Jack and Vanessa, which uh, are Rob Corddry and, and Leslie Bibb, they they play this couple, and Vanessa is pregnant, and I guess she's basically pregnant with the spawn of Satan, um, or some of demon course. of some sort. Yeah, <laughs> and it's all a spoof. It's all played very funny. But you know what's and, uh, was odd though, and I don't know if you picked up on that from the trailer. It's they they seem like they're playing it somewhat straight. Like it wasn't. It didn't have a scary movie. Like it could have been like a scary movie type movie yes it's yeah you're right but it's, it's not, not that it's a, not like a way it's not like a wayans brothers or or uh you know like a naked gun kind of deal it's more it was almost as if the horror part almost closer to probably a Shaun of the dead maybe yes in its tone that was the vibe yes. i had it has it has elements of seriousness but that it is the characters are ridiculous and michael ian know, black and, is in it too dude oh i know i know i was gonna point and that, that out keegan michael key He's the uh, the black actor that <laughs> comes into the. He is. I think he was on Mad TV. He is freaking funny. Oh, he's hilarious. Yes. Yeah, I I love him. So uh, it, it looks like a really ridiculously funny movie. Again, made for two and a half million dollars, written brilliantly by two guys that you know know comedy and do a great job. So the the trailer looks really funny. But a couple of things I, uh, you know, you, you already pointed out that, um, that these two guys did night at the museum. Um, I'm not going to hold against them. The fact they wrote Herbie fully loaded. Um, but it's called a paycheck, buddy. <laughs> I guess, I guess, you know, and I don't blame them for that. Um, but so, they've also, I'm pretty confident. Disney came up to us and said, Oh, Hey guys, uh, <laughs> I got, I don't know. How about 2.8 mil for you guys to write? Um, uh, Indiana Jones five, uh, Indiana Jones in the case of the crystal crabs in his pants. And we'd say, mm, ah, integrity crap on ours. And everyone else's childhood be hated by the entire com- Yeah, we'll do it. Well, and see the other part of that too, is the fact that the writers tend to get the least credit. And again, I go back to when the movie turns into Indiana Jones in the case of the crystal crabs, you would just simply say, Hey, Look, we wrote the it initially. Sucks. Well, we wrote it, and you know Hollywood. They brought in 26 other writers to take There's one scene. You know that one scene you liked? Which, which one did you? Oh, yeah, that one? Yeah, we wrote that one. All <laughs> well, the other stuff, they took. They did. But the public doesn't I feel really, your pain. But the public doesn't even really see that. The public doesn't really see the writers that much. I mean- how? When was the last time you heard the quote-unquote public go, I hated that movie because of the writer- have you ever right. heard a regular Joe or Jane say that they might say the script sucked, but then followed up with, a, Oh, who wrote it? Uh, 
Yeah, right. You know, uh, so I think they're they're generally uh, sheltered from that kind of a thing. But um, it, it, he's he's got some. Both of them have some great credits, and even some of the independent type stuff they did, or clips, or mm-hmm. uh, uh, internet only type things, are really really funny. Because uh, not only are they good actors, but it's kind of like the guys who do. Uh, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yes. You know, they wrote all that and they act in it. So, I mean, they've got both chops. But they, um, Tom Lennon also was uh, wrote this um, uh, screenplay for uh, Balls of Fury. Which I saw. Did you see it? I haven't seen it yet. It's funny in parts. It could have been better. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't as funny as I was hoping it would be. Not it's, like a it, dodgeball kind it, of it thing. It was trying to be a dodgeball with ping pong. Ah, oh, gotcha. But it it fell flat in a lot of ways. There's a few chuckles, and it's okay. But yeah, yeah a little went a long way. It was, as I recall, it's been a long. I think I saw it right after it came out on uh, into one of them crazy futuristic home theaters. <laughs> right. But he also wrote, uh, like you said, the state. He was the creator of that. Um, Night at the museum. Um, the pacifier, which I know this sounds goddamn ridiculous. But it was a comedy with Vin Diesel. Yes, I playing, remember like, it very well. Yeah, it's actually a decent movie. I, I, I'm going to confess something, my friend. <laughs> I don't hate that movie. I don't know I what don't, it, you know what it is. It's in the vein of say a Kindergarten Cop, where you know on paper yes. it's a stupid idea and it's not a great movie. <laughs> but there's something about it you just like, and you can't. It is. It's so innocuous. It's so milk toast. It's so <laughs> unnecessary. Yet. If it's on TBS, say on a lazy Saturday afternoon, you know, 30 minutes in, you you might watch some of it. It's possible that could have happened a couple times. And that had Carol Kane and Brad Garrett. And I mean, it it, it was cute and it was funny, but it it was, again, well written. So, (laughs) (laughs) so movie nerds like us might actually call to it. But this movie, uh, they play, they play good characters. Plus there's a, a, like you said, a good cast, Keegan, Mike Keane. Um, and, uh, Michael Ian Black also playing it. Rob Corddry, I think is hilarious. I think he's, he's oh, funny. Yeah. Um, which I know him. I originally, I guess, got introduced to him when he was on the daily show. Oh yeah. John I remember Stewart. him on there. Yeah. Uh, but, um, um, and I guess he's in the, uh, the new warm bodies, which oh, is yeah. the one about, yeah, about the zombie, zombie. which, which yeah. I'm sure it's, I, I'm sure it, actually, I can't say that. I was gonna say, I'm sure it's annoying in a twilight kind of way, but I don't think it is. I think it's actually making fun of yes, that. Like a, yeah. Yeah. And it, I, I, I want to see it. I haven't seen it yet, but I, I do want to see that. But he's, he, that's one of his most recent gigs was, uh, uh, was that, but it, it looks funny. I, the trailer was entertaining enough that I thought, yeah, I'd like to see that. So actually something he and Robert, it's, it's, it, uh, Ben Garrett. Yeah, ben okay. Yep. Uh, they wrote a book together that I remember seeing, uh, the cover of it, a uh, uh, books a million or, or whatever, uh, and I've wanted to read it for quite some time because I've, I've always been a fan of reading you know, screenwriting books and how-to books yeah. and filmmaking. Writing movies for fun and profit, how we made a billion dollars at the box office, and you can too. But it's <laughs> it's awesome because the cover is writing movies for fun and profit. Fun and is X'd out. So it's just writing movies for profit. And it's them sitting in director's chairs, holding up wads of cash in tuxedos. Uh, Thomas Lennon's making like the okay sign. And there's these two women, let's just say, scantily clad and filled with silicone leaning over them. And they just have these looks (laughs) 
it's so it's so obnoxiously you know it just I, my guess is it's satire i'm just gonna throw it out there it's a uh, maybe. It's, it's a goof on screenwriting books i'm just gonna guess <laughs> that's what it's meant to be yeah it's uh it's funny if nothing else go to tom lennon's imdb page uh and catch his profile picture because <laughs> that's uh that's pretty much it. hold on editorial reviews for how, how uh, writing movies for fun and profit these two guys are the reason Night at the Museum won so many Oscars, Ben Stiller. That these are the quotes. <laughs> these are reviews. These guys are proof that with no training and little education, anyone can make it as a screenwriter, Paul Rudd. <laughs> these guys probably ripped off everything in this book just like they do in all their screenplays. That would explain why it's actually kind of good. That's from Ed Helms. <laughs> Tom and Ben are two of the writers currently working in Hollywood. I can add they make a profit on each of their writing jobs, as I believe they have very little overhead. Therefore, they are clearly qualified to write this book. Having not read it, I can tell you that it is uproariously funny, perhaps the best book on writing ever. That's from Zach Penn. Wait, here you go. You'll like this one. Ben and Tom are a great fit for me. I love working with talented writers and then telling people everything was my idea. This is a great book that I pitched to them a while back. I'm thrilled that they finally got around to writing it. Danny DeVito. That's awesome. <laughs> Those are all the review quotes on uh, on Amazon. <laughs> That's great. That is awesome. Uh, no, so uh, yeah, so you saw it, right? You saw the trailer. Oh yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, it looks hilarious. Uh, yeah, Hell Baby at- looks great. Yeah, <laughs> and I think it was it was Sunday. It, it did it win something at Sundance. Uh, it's it's in know. the it's in the trailer. Watch the trailer, you'll see. It says something about it. Yeah, it did the circuit. Uh, it did the circuit of some independent uh, uh, film festivals and stuff. But uh, okay, well, let's move on to the next one. I'm glad we uh, didn't make trailer trash last very long. Uh, do you want to talk about <laughs> any other trailers? Because <laughs> we're probably going to need to go to the ADD top ten. <laughs> yeah. Damn it! I had two more trailers. I have to save them. No, no. Let's go real quick. Hit them. You want to go real quick? Yeah. Okay. So I saw another one that uh, I know has been making the the independent film festival rounds that I would like to see. Um, uh, I know that it's, um, uh, been out for, I think since the middle or end of last year, but it's maniac oh, yeah. starring Elijah Wood. Yeah. No, here's the you thing. Don't think so? Here, no, here's the thing. I think as remakes go, it does look like it's a potential improvement over the original. I'm not, Wait, it's a, a remake? I, here's the thing. Wait, I mean, it's a remake. Oh yeah, totally. It's a remake of a, of a 1980 film. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, I just looked at it as a blank uh, film. I didn't know it was a remake of something. Yeah, actually, the original uh, Tom Savini was one of his early makeup effects. Oh, okay. Yeah. Never mind. I yeah, jo- jo- Joe Spinell, who yeah, was uh, the... Really the, the, bloody, gory. Oh, yeah. It's basically the one about the guy who scalps women. Yeah. yeah. And it's very I gritty. Remember. Oh, my God. This was in our ADD top... Or, I mean, in our... Um, our uh, 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 spooky flicks fest last year. Yeah, yeah. Is the one that Jason Piles was one of the ones he referenced? Yeah, one of the goriest, and he, you know, the movie poster is like just a guy's torso. Yeah, and, you see his and feet, his pretty much his leg, a scalp. A, and a knife in one hand, bloody knife one, yes. and a scalp another. And William uh, Lustig directed it. It's, it's, it's very controversial it, it for those people that are huge slasher film. See, and I, I feel like I have to add the caveat. I consider myself a horror fan. 
I, I'm hit and miss in the slasher realm. Me, yeah. And a lot of it has to do with the level of misogyny and just how like yuck I feel after watching one of those pictures. <laughs> so, and this would be one of those yuck to me. Yeah. I just, it's, it's too much for me. You know, I'm a wuss. Okay. And, <laughs> and I don't know that in the remake, you mean? Yeah, because well, first off, apparently a pretty big percentage of the remake is all told in first person point of view. So you are essentially the killer. And I, I don't know that I want to sit through an hour and a half of that, to be honest with you. I, uh, yeah, not so much. I'm, right. I'm sure it might be a very well made motion picture. I have not seen it, so I'm not going to pass judgment. I'm just saying right. that for me, I don't know if sitting through an hour and a half to two hours, however long it's going to be. I do know one of the conceits is occasionally you do go out of his body. And most of that time is during the murder. The implication being it's almost like an out-of-body experience where he's seeing himself commit the murder. Yeah. Uh, I think hiring Elijah Wood as the maniac is inspired. Uh, Joe Joe Spinell in, in the original looked his name, the character's Frank Zito, uh, and he looks like pretty much what you think the maniac would look like. Yeah. Um, interesting trivia note. This movie inspired the Flash dance song of the same name, which I'm sure you knew. Yes, yes, we yeah. talked about that yeah. in the past. And I, I would love to find the, I've actually Googled, I couldn't find if anybody has them. I would love to read all the all of the original lyrics because apparently the, the songwriter of that song came home after watching this movie and wrote down all those lyrics. And instead of a, you know, she's a maniac out on the floor, it's something like, you know, he's a maniac and he's at your door. Oh, Jesus. And, and at some point, something about he he's nailing a cat at uh, to your door. I, it gets really disturbing. <laughs> So, uh, interesting that that song was inspired by that movie. So, gotcha. But all right. Yeah. It's very, uh, the original especially is very gritty and indicative of 1970s, uh, late 1970s, early eighties, New York city, like the sleazy yeah, vibe. Underbelly yeah. In yeah. The world. yeah. Yeah. Well, it interested me just because it had, uh, cause I didn't know anything about the background. I forgot about that. Um, about the original, I was just looking at it that, uh, Elijah Wood was in an atypical role for him and, yeah. uh, definitely, you know, being definitely, kind yeah. of that maniac i'd like to see it for that but so anyway real quick the, you want to see it because I, you're a misogynist well so, yeah i want to see first person what it's like to kill no <laughs> god damn it i just said <laughs> just kidding I, no. and just so we're clear i do not subscribe to the oh if you want to see it then there's something wrong with you because if that's the criteria then i'm screwed you so, are screwed. well i am so, anyway no yeah. the other one i want to see is a is a a, a, a uk release mm-hmm uh, that I saw the trailer Is this the one that you told me to watch right before we started? Yes. What, it's do you, what, Blood. what do you mean you want to see it? I, I haven't. I, I asked because you already have. Did you watch the trailer? Yeah. Dude, they pretty much showed the whole freaking movie in the trailer. Oh. As a matter of fact, I would highly suggest anybody hearing this, do not watch the damn trailer. If you like a good <laughs> thriller mystery with a dark idea theme yeah, running through it yeah. starring Paul Bettany uh, right. which looks really really good don't watch the freaking trailer uh, courtesy of your friend suggesting you should because <laughs> oh I don't know what looks to be a pretty it major piece it. I think what you have at the beginning of trailers like this is spoiler alert you know I and and you and I have talked about this oh quite oh my god I, I don't remember what um, um, I don't remember what movie it was or what I guess we're talking about it but you know, the um, um, what's that one with Halle Berry, the relatively new one that came out? She's a nine one one operator. Oh yeah, it's funny. It's funny. I, I could have pulled like something from nineteen eighty three out of my ass, but I couldn't tell you the hell of the stupid movie she was just in. Uh, I remember she has bad hair in it. <laughs> uh, emergency? Nope, that ain't it. 
911 call. Nope, that ain't it. Dispatch. You sure it's not 911 call? No, I don't think so. Uh, I can picture like the poster. What the hell is it? Okay, I got to look it up now. Thanks, Jay. Keep talking while I'm looking it up. The call. The, the call. call. Oh, wow. With a title that original, how could I have possibly forgotten it? Okay, so that's the one where she, I've never seen this movie. So here, here it is. If you want to see that movie, which came out, uh, it's it's. Um, I've heard it's, it's not, not horrible. March, yeah, it, it's fine. I have no judgment on the film itself, or no, no film in the process of making the movie, but no no judgment on this movie. The trailer is every plot, major plot point in the movie, all the way up to maybe excluding the final did, final resolution. Did, did you see the movie? No. Okay. Yes, I, I, you did in the trailer. No, no. I've heard some people say that that is deceptive, that in fact, there are enough other twists in the movie that that is not exactly true. It does feel that way. Okay. All right. But But I will say with watching the trailer. True. But here's the difference. But here's the difference. Here's the difference in that trailer. As I recall, which again, it was called the call. I couldn't even remember that. As I recall from the call, the trailer, you never, for instance, saw who the killer was. You never saw. But it talks about. But it talks about, okay, she makes a call, or she gets a 911 mm-hmm. call because she's a 911 operator. Someone dies. She, she yeah, feels bad. Yeah, but that's bad. probably going to happen like, within the first five kid, Yeah, but that happens like within the first oh, five no. or ten minutes, dude. This no, movie, what, what they show probably happens like halfway through the movie. Watch the trailer. I'm serious. Then uh, a, another girl gets kidnapped, and the, she's on the phone with her the whole time, and she tells her to fight back. Yeah. And they play, like, the girl going through the drive. I mean, there's, like, a whole bunch of time, and they're playing all these plot points. So. The difference would be if in the call, the trailer, and I have not seen the movie, so I don't know that this happens. But if in that trailer, they showed Halle Berry uh, do something that caused the second girl to die in the trailer. So now suddenly she's got this crisis of conscience. That would be the equivalent of the blood trailer. Uh, yeah, but it's still bad. You need to watch the call. If, if, if the call, if, if, if blood had insinuated some things and yeah. shown these characters, obviously battling with something and the, and the trying to get answers and just left it at that. It would have been like, okay, if you haven't seen the crying game, please pause for the, or please fast forward for the next 30 <laughs> seconds or so. It would have been like in the crying game. If they go showed the guys schwang in the damn trailer, like what yeah. was to be a major plot twist. They, they kind of, unless just like your point with the call, there are enough other twists in this that, that, it there better be a lot because that seems like that'd be a pretty major point. Like the whole point of this movie seems it's about the idea. I mean, they even say in the trailer, you know, justice and damnation or whatever. So <laughs> I think it's about this idea of you, you're so desperate for answers. There's another movie actually coming out with uh, Hugh Jackman and Terrence Howard that is a similar thematically similar about people taking the law into their own hands, so to speak that, right. that dealt with these guys, little girls are kidnapped and they believe they know who did it. The cops aren't helping them. They're not getting the answer. So they take law into their own. It actually, I don't remember the title offhand. It looked pretty good, but it's, it's similar I, thematically. I felt to blood and I, I, I left that trailer thinking, Oh wow, this looks really great. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. You're talking about prisoners. Maybe, yes, 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 yes. And yeah, that looks so, pretty I good. Mean, I, the, the trailer does give a lot away for blood. I mean, it, yeah, it, avoid it, it like, like the plague. If you like a good thriller, avoid it like yeah. the plague. Yeah, avoid it. But I will say the film looks really good. Yes, it does. Um, 
I like Paul Bettany. I, I know really it's like good. I the, watched the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, if you don't know who Paul Bettany is, I mean, he's been in a bunch of movies. You, you, you would recognize him if you saw his face. Um, you may not know that he's been uh, in some very recent movies, including some big blockbusters. He's the voice of Jarvis in Iron Man and the Iron Man movies. Oh, is he really? I didn't realize that. Yep. Um, but I remember him um, most from when he was in the A one, Beautiful Mind. Oh, I thought you were going to say the uh, Wimbledon love story with Kirsten Dunst. Uh, no. <laughs> I remember him from Beautiful Mind because he plays the 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 foil or the uh, he plays opposite Russell Crowe. Um, and then I also remember him from um, uh, what's that? A Knight's Tale? No. Well, Knight's Tale. He was a, yeah. I remember Knight's Tale. Um, da Vinci Code, Da Vinci Code, because he was he was oh, the bad guy. Yes. Da Vinci Code yes. that had the little thing on his leg. That because he you know what Da Vinci Code taught himself. us. Da Vinci Code taught us you cannot trust an albino monk. No, you can't. <laughs> so, Jesus but Christ. he plays Paul Bettany plays a cop in that in this in uh, Blood, and uh, it, it it looks it looks kind of cool. And there's oh, some it cool was called Wimbledon, by the way. Your favorite uh, Paul Bettany movie is called Wimbledon. Wimbledon. Okay, yeah. No, I've not seen that. I'll I'll put it on my to wipe with list. So, uh, so anyway, Master, hey, that's oh, he's it. in master and commander. I forgot about that. That's a good movie. Yeah. With, with Russell Crowe. Huh? Huh? Do those guys get together? <laughs> what? They're buddies. Oh, he was in, They're... Hey, speaking of Robert Day Jr. He was in kiss, kiss, bang, bang, which was directed by Shane black. Who, uh, who did Iron Man three. Mm-hmm. Look at this. Look at this. He was in that movie that I got kind of excited about until I watched it. And I still thought it didn't suck completely, but priest Legion. Oh, Legion. Oh yeah. I remember you telling me about that. Uh, it wasn't terrible, but I heard just... the tourist was terrible. He was in that with Johnny Depp and Angelina. Uh, Jolie. And he, yeah. Um, yeah, not so much. He was in Inkart, which my kids like the books and they, they like the movie ad- adaptation of it. So he's a great actor. Anyway. Yep. So that's all the trailers I got. That's I just wanted to get to those. So, okay, yeah. Jay. So you ready for a little uh, ADD top ten? The ADD top. Ooh, a nickel. Ten. I still don't get that joke. <laughs> so Jay, what is it tonight? What is the damage? Right. What is so, what are we doing? I'm I, ready. I drew from the proverbial electronic hat hmm. uh, of the topics we have to uh, to cover for the ADD top 10 in which we try to list 10 films that match this ten. subject that someone has sent in that we try and pull from uh, uh, our knowledge of movies and sometimes television depending on what the topic is uh, we only have three minutes to do it in right three minutes I believe and, it uh, is we may need to lower that number because didn't we actually get this last time or rather should I say did. didn't I get this last time, Jay. Okay, Captain Douchebag. Um, <laughs> it is about that time. Two minutes. You have two minutes. Oh, oh, wait, you said three uh, earlier. Yep, two minutes now, uh, smartass. Uh, and uh-huh. um, it is a bit of a softball tonight. I didn't choose this. This kind of came out of the hat. Okay. Uh, but this this uh, this topic comes from one of the plethora of topics that uh, our good buddy Dave Umbrick gave us okay. uh, at DVD infatuation. No, that would not be that Dave. That Dave Becker is that DVD. Oh, Dave Becker. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. Dave, yeah, you uh, better be sorry because both Dave's will be pissed at you. We've got more than two friends, and that just throws me off. We have, you know, like, we have like we have like only like, two names of all of our friends. You realize that, or maybe three names. 
We've got, we got Dave's, how many how many Daves and Kevins do we? Peters, Kevins, Kevin's and Jasons, and 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 of course Maggies and Gales. Yeah, and yeah. and Hammonds. They're oh just, crap! Now we do. We open this Pandora's box. Now we got to go through every freaking. Bar- and no, you don't. No, stop! Stop! And, oh no. Jesus Christ! No, listen, Dave Umbrick, right? Okay. That who he this is, is from, he, or Becker? That, no, it's Umbrick. This okay. is from Dave. He's the host of. What's that? Are you asking me? He's yeah. not the host of anything. He's a writer and a friend of mine, and he's, Wait, ri- he's written posts for the for Forgotten Flicks. He doesn't. No, but I, I thought he had. A, I thought he had a show. That's Dave Becker. His DVD infatuation. No. I know Dave's written for us. I knew yes, that. Yes, he has done that. Mm-hmm. We need to help him get a show. I think so. Yeah. Anyway. <sighs> Just so you can make up for this whole diatribe? Yes, I can. Yeah. <laughs> Son of and a bitch. And all the other people who are friends as well. <laughs> I, I just did that like Academy and Award. All of win- the rest uh, of you. Um, <laughs> Go all on. right, you ready for this? God damn it. Are we, into the, this- are we into the two minutes yet? Yes. Okay. You have a minute and 15 seconds left. Okay, go. Top 10 movies mm-hmm. that would be better if Robin Williams starred in it. Parentheses, uh, the coked up Robin Williams. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, so if he starred in, so, so Patch Adams, Mrs. Doubtfire. No, no. No, I said, well, no, no. I said, I said they would have been better if the coked up version. Oh, <laughs> no, I think oh. he meant. Okay. Any movies? That okay, we've I got it. Ready? <clears throat> Ready? 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 Yes. We start? Are we starting? Yes. Okay. Go. Maniac. <laughs> Cars. He did that. It's called the uh, photo booth. Or... Cars. Uh, mm. uh, Would have been better. <laughs> Waterworld. Oh, I'll give you that one. I'll um, give you that. One. Uh, and we'll go. We'll keep. I'm gonna keep that line of thought. The Postman. While we're <laughs> while we're in Kevin Costner land. Um, let's see here. All three Star Wars prequels. <laughs> uh, you have to tell me who he would have been. Jar Jar Binks in all three of them. Um, <laughs> I'll count that as one. Okay. Uh, do, 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 Batman forever. Had he played the Riddler? Um, that's actually a pretty good one. I, I, uh-huh. I, I like that. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, of course you do. And, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Uh, buck, 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 buck. I'm gonna say How many, what you Mega to? Shark versus Crocosaurus. Of course you are. I don't that think he, I don't think anybody been. I don't think anybody could have made that better. How <laughs> many? What are we up to? Six. Okay. Uh, Herbie fully loaded. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. Hmm. Dumb and Dumber. Ooh. Dumb and Dumber. The second, the prequel, and yep. Speed Two Cruise Control. Ah, uh, one more. Would have made it better had he been coked up. Uh, World According to Garp. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... Uh, he he was the... Yeah, he actually it was during his coked up time, but I don't care. It was a pretty boring movie. He would have been better if he had actually been coked up through the entire thing. <laughs> or if they allowed him to pretend like he was. All right, time's up. That's, okay. that's good enough, but uh, yeah. Um... <laughs> Cars? Really? You think Cars would have been better if he was? I like, don't know. That was the first thing that popped in my head. <laughs> uh, I kind of like Owen Wilson as Lightning McQueen. I think he. Oh, I didn't say he'd be Lightning. I said he'd be Sally. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe Mater. <laughs> yeah, Robin Williams is Mater. But he would have to do that. You know when he does the uh, televangelist voice? Oh yeah. Grab the back of your TV. 
<laughs> That's how you had to do Mater. <laughs> high as a kite. Oh. So have you had enough for tonight, my friend? I think I've had enough. <laughs> I think everybody's had enough. Okay. So, Jay, I uh, want to hit him uh, knowledge in your own automated kind of way. Okay, ready? <gasps> for more off-script action, go to offscriptpodcast.com. Join our Facebook group or follow us on Twitter at, at offscriptcast. More importantly, don't forget to check us out on iTunes and leave us a review. The more reviews we get, the higher we rate. The higher we rate, the more listeners we get. The more listeners we get, the more reviews we'll get. It's a vicious cycle. If you have any questions or comments, keep them to your damn self. If you have a guest for the CND Theater or a suggestion for the ADD Top 10, email us. That is all. Well, my friend, if you have any final words, <laughs> please hit us with them now because there's something I have to say. But please tell us what you have to say. Yeah, I got to say, I hope George Lucas or Steven Spielberg doesn't listen to our shows. <laughs> because if they do, they'd have to agree what you said was true and that they are, in fact, 